and welcome to Nutrition 411, the podcast, a special podcast series led by registered dietitian and nutritionist Lisa Jones. The views of the speakers are their own and do not reflect the views of their respective institutions for Consultant 360. Hello and welcome to Nutrition 411, the podcast where we communicate the information you need to know now about the science, psychology, and strategies behind the practice of dietetics. Today, my guests are Peggy O'Neill and Adam Lax. First, I will introduce Adam. Adam is currently is the president of rd for You, which is a private practice, and he coaches nutrition entrepreneurs in business on how to earn a six-figure plus and sustainable income program in nutripreneurship. At the end of the day, Adam's mantra is to leave his nutritional blueprint to the planet for all that seek health, vitality, and prosperity. Welcome, Adam. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Jessica. Is there anything else you want to share with us right now, Adam, about your background? Yes, I'd, I'd like to take that opportunity. I, Number one, I love being a registered dietitian and 30 years in the field is just the tip of the iceberg. And I just look forward to continuing to share this message about our industry, as well as the future of dietetics in entrepreneurship and in all areas around the world. Thank you. And I love your mantra and we appreciate you being here and sharing with us today. Thanks. And next, I want to introduce Peggy O'Neill. Peggy is the Vice President of Nutrition and Wellness at Morrison Healthcare. She oversees the training and performance of the company's clinical nutrition and food service professionals. Welcome, Peggy. Thank you, Lisa. How are you? Good. Is there anything else you want to share about your background with us for the audience? You know, Lisa, I, I think I might have failed to mention that I'm currently also the president for the Florida Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. And in that role, I serve the almost 3,000 uh, licensed and registered dietitians in the state of Florida. And uh, Adam actually serves on my board. And between the two of us, we help direct the members and the districts within the state of Florida to ensure that all of our dietitians have everything they need to perform at the top of their license. Well, that's amazing. And I want to thank you both for your service. I know that the, that is a tremendous undertaking especially the president, it's almost like a full-time job. So in addition to your very busy vice president role, I'm sure you have limited time to do anything outside of what you're currently doing. So I hope next week you take some time and enjoy Thanksgiving and some time off. That is the plan. Yes. So I am excited today because I wanted to talk to both of you about Fancy because it was in your home state or your affiliate. And I wanted to just talk about your thoughts and for those of, of us that don't that are listening that don't know, the Food and Nutrition Conference and Expo, we abbreviate it as FENCI, is the world's largest meeting of food, nutrition, and dietetics experts. So usually that meeting is in October every year. And this year, again, it was in Orlando. And the conference addresses key issues affecting the health of individuals and communities throughout the United States and around the world. So what I would like to know first And if you want to answer this question first, Adam, that would be great. Tell us the main reason why you attended. The main reason why I attended Fancy in Orlando is I get to see my family. I get to see my family of dietitians and friends I haven't seen in so long. 
And this was the first in-person conference back since we went virtual in two, the last one was in 2019 in Philadelphia, where I got to see you, Lisa. So, and for me, for Fancy to be in my backyard and I get to see all my friends and colleagues and new presidents of our academy paving the way for our future, it really was just an honor and a privilege just to be there, especially with Peggy. Yes, uh, being part of the board of directors of the Florida Academy is an honor and a privilege. And to serve under Peggy is an understatement. It was in our backyard and we were just having a big party. And it was just great to see the inclusivity for everyone and much needed in our industry that the keynote speakers were appropriate and on point. And from a personal note, I definitely want to see Damon John. He has been a mentor of mine. And he was actually speaking right to me from the stage. So those are my highlights, why I went to Fancy. Oh, I love it. I loved, I, I wrote down family, inclusivity, and then you didn't say it, but you were kind of saying it, which was hugs, like seeing the people for the first time since 2019. And there was a lot of hugs hugging. and kisses. And yes. Fist <laughs> Peggy, how about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm smiling because I'm right there with Adam. It's definitely for me is the connecting with with people in life again. So just like the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics didn't have a uh, annual meeting for the last several years, uh, so did the Florida Academy. So we had our last live meeting in 2019. So when we had the opportunity to get back together in our home state in Orlando, we did throw, I'd say, a big party. We were so happy to get to see each other again and connect. So we held a reception on Saturday night, which was very well attended. It was a great success. And then besides that, for me, it's just an, a great opportunity to network and recruit. So I do multiple recruiting things. So it's, do you want to be part of the Florida Academy? Do you want to sit on the board? Do you want to work for my company? So it's a great recruiting, networking, getting to meet new vendors. I also look for people in the industry that we can connect with who could be participating in a Florida Academy or participating in some of my work initiatives. So it, for me, it's like a world of opportunities every year to meet with people live because looking at an email or being in a Zoom session, like, you know, you kind of, you know, virtually artificially connected, but to speak to people live makes a very, very different connection. So I was very excited to be there and meet everybody. And I did a ton of recruiting and I, I think good outcomes are going to come out of it. That's a win-win. That's fantastic. And I wrote down for you, world of opportunities. It's almost like that could be on a brochure for Fancy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Adam, what were some of your favorite sessions from Fancy this past October? As I said, I'm going to be a little biased was the keynote opening day. Uh, that set the, the tone for me and the intentions for my purpose in being at, at the conferences to be in connection. And I'm going to be a little biased. And the other session that I attended was actually a double header for me. So it was the, it, uh, the session on negotiation that you were part of. And it was amazing. And from there, I got some really great analogies and strategies that I even use in entrepreneurship. So that was very key for me. And I, I'm very selective in the, the sessions that I go to now, just because of my purpose and my intentions of, of where my focus is now. So 
And from there, before the session started, they had an award ceremony or they were giving an award to this dietitian. When I heard her name, I said, oh my, she hired me at Sodexo. I have to say hi to her, Lorna Fuller. And when I reached out and she looked at me, she goes, it's like old home week. I hadn't seen her since I left Sodexo. So you know what? Just the networking and just, and the, the negotiations uh, our session made it for me all, all the way around for Fancy as far as my uh, participation. Well, that's amazing. So, so it's like, you could have just went the two things and been, been happy. <laughs> uh, well, I'll be a little more biased. Uh, we did have a, a member's reception for our, the Florida Academy that Peggy spearheaded. And that in itself is more education than, than I can ever get at just sitting at one, you know, CEU. So that in itself really connected it all from the local level, as well as the national. Yeah, and I, I really like what you said in the beginning about how the opening session kind of set the stage for the how the rest of the conference went for you. Yes, and it's all about the intentions that I set before I got in the parking lot because I was on a mission. I was on a mission. I was so excited. As I said, I, I am known as a promoter, so I like being around people. So that's where I get my energy and my drive and through Zoom to a point. And when I can connect with human beings, not human doers, then I really thrive. Yes. And that was definitely ample opportunity. I know I ran into Adam several times over the course of the conference. So that was good. Very good. How about you, Peggy? What was your, some of your favorite sessions? Yeah, very similar to, to Adam. I was very intentional on in which sessions I was going to attend or able to attend. There's a lot of conflicting, you know, opportunities being at Fancy. So you're going to have to think through it ahead of time and be very intentional. So Morrison Healthcare was very well represented through presentations and at the expo. So the one I really enjoyed the most, which was hosted by my national director of clinical support, was advancing malnutrition, quality improvement, and health equity. And then it says opportunities to lead change. So that was a panel that she moderated. And they talked a lot about the prevalence of malnutrition. And they talked about the new global malnutrition composite score and how, you know, all the work that, they have, that the Academy has been doing to get that on the books. And now CMS has approved it. So the opportunity is there for hospitals to measure and evaluate every Medicare patient for malnutrition. And then Morrison Healthcare has a, a very robust and comprehensive program around addressing malnutrition, communicating around malnutrition, and measuring outcomes. So it was, it was great. They also had a, a hospital CEO at the table and talked about what they're doing to address malnutrition and how they developed a community outreach program that included food and nutrition. So that, that for me in my industry, I see that as growing and developing opportunities because malnutrition is very prevalent. Food insecurity is a very serious reality in, in the U.S. And so when we can find opportunities to capture who is malnourished, why they're malnourished, and start that intervention at the hospital, but don't stop there, really continue to provide food and nutrition outside of the four walls of the hospital. I feel that's where, this is where hospitals and, and society and government is kind of leading and where dietitians really have an opportunity to make a difference. So I really, really love that session. And though everything I heard wasn't exactly new, it was 
sort of a confirmation for me, like, yes, we're going in the right directions. Here's where our dietitians need to make their footprint next. So that was really great. Yes. And that's, I love that you mentioned the intentionality again, from what Adam was saying, but that session was one of the ones I wasn't able to attend, but it, it sounds like it was fantastic. And the other thing for those people that weren't able to attend, I guess they can go back and see the recording somewhere for fee on the fancy website. But then my other question was, you had mentioned there's resources on your website. Can, can we put them in, in the link for people to go to? Because that sounds like a, a great resource for people about malnutrition. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, you know, definitely I can get a couple of um, web addresses for you that, that would help with that. Okay. Definitely. Perfectly. We're, we're share that and then keep sharing and working towards that common goal because it is an issue. So thank you for sharing that. Adam, how about some of your, you were talking about the strategies that you were taking, but from listening to some of the sessions that you're, you kind of moved forward what would you say would be some of your major takeaways that will help other co colleagues who maybe weren't able to attend the conference this year or weren't able to attend that particular session? Sure. Great, great question, Lisa. So the highlights or the, the golden nuggets that were my takeaways is, is do your homework, have a goal, get messy and rinse and repeat because at the end of the day, we strive for excellence, not perfection. And when Damon John was sharing his story from tragedy or triumph to tragedy, and then back to triumph, it's like, wow, I'm just like him, or I'm living that lifestyle. And I'd like to go through those things that he's gone through as a business owner and as a thought leader. And how can we change the industry you know, a guy who's coming from the garment industry and in, in the clothing industry, what is he going to tell dietitians for the future? Well, he did have a great story on how he believes in the health and he sought and he, he lost X amount of pounds. And you know what? He's not there just on the stage. He's a real true blue person that believes in health and what dietitians have to say. Now, I'm just a big amplifier. I'm the big speaker say, hey, we're all playing small. It's time to go out there, blaze the trails, do something different, and make a name for the RDN and DTRs on the planet, period. Yes, excellent. And, the, and my favorite part about that session was how he infused the rap music because it takes everyone back to that time. And it kind yes. of also sparked like other creative ideas within, I don't know if it did the same thing for you, Adam, but like what? Like within, like you kind of took it personally and like, how can I customize what he's doing to what I currently do? Yes. And I identified ideas. with his genre of music because I grew up in the 80s, you know, the best time were the 80s for me when rap music was coming out. So I actually study rap music. I study rappers and it's like, <laughs> okay, what's the overlap? What? And I just, I looked at his eyes from where I was sitting and, you know, there. He just loves what he does from the passion. And no matter all the hills and valleys, yes, I took it personally. And I incorporate all those things because I'm going to get messy. I'm going to mess things up. I'm going to perfect things. And he's one of the best entrepreneurs on the planet. So why not put him in my pocket as a mentor? There you go. It's a good way to put it. And then I also liked when you said rinse and repeat. 
because that reminds me of as a dietitian, we like processes and that kind of happens. Like if you find a process, especially with the business that you're running, you want to make sure you're rinsing and repeating those processes. That gives you the consistency, correct? Consistency is good. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for sharing those takeaways with us. And Peggy, what would you say would be your major takeaways that will help other colleagues who weren't able to be there at the conference or attend particular sessions that you were in? I'm going to bring you a little different perspective because I wasn't able to go to the opening session, although I really, really wanted to. But there, our Florida Academy reception was like right after that. So there were a ton of things for me to do, including getting myself ready. So I, I didn't get to see it, but, it, but I still have a major takeaway from Fancy. And I really felt like, you know, what I see in the industry, I've, I've been a dietitian for a little over 20 years, right, trailing right behind Adam here. And I see the, the start of a, a little bit of a disconnect, like, it, I don't know if it's younger, if it was because of the pandemic, like I see less people participating in academy activities, academy membership. And that worries me a bit because I think there is a, a true misunderstanding of the value that the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics brings, including this great conference. So in my point of view, every dietitian that lives in the state of Florida should have been there. I feel if nutrition is your profession, you have to be involved. There is no way you can sit back and let somebody else do all the work and then say, oh, well, I don't get paid enough or I don't feel like dietitians are recognized enough. I feel if you're a dietitian and that's your opinion, you have to get involved. And one way of getting involved is to come to these sessions, is to come to these conferences and meet your people within your state, within your dietary practice group within your university, whatever it is. And, you know, we're not a profession that can just sit back and wait for other people to say, oh, you're a dietitian. This is what you do. It is up to us. There's a lot of misunderstanding about what dietitians really do, because we can do a lot of different things to, to begin with, but it's also just not very clear in the industry. And there's a lot of other people who talk about nutrition. So there's a lot of noise. And for us to calm down that noise and be recognized, you have to be engaged. And this is how you engage. You have to come, you have to meet people, you have to talk, you have to sit on a board, you have to be part of a committee, whatever it takes. But that's the only thing that drives our profession forward. So I'm a little bit worried about dietitians maybe not understanding the value of these conferences and the association at large, because it will you know, impact how fast we move our career forward because it is moving forward. You know, have you, have you been around for, you know, as long as Adam and I, then you can see the difference. You can see the difference from 10, 20, 30 years ago. And it didn't just happen. You know, those things, they happened because we all played our part. So that's what my message is, is like, if you're a dietitian, DTR, you must be involved to help shape the future for your own career and the ones that are trailing behind us. Yes. I love what you're saying. I'm like, you can't see me, but I'm raising my hands in the air. <laughs> the other thing I'm thinking is as dietitians, we want to grab everything you're saying. We can sum it up and say, grab a seat at the table. Don't stay on the sidelines, sit at the table. Cause if you're not going to sit at the table, someone else is going to sit there in your place. So we want to make, and going back to what Adam was saying is do the homework, get involved, get your hands dirty. You can rinse them later, be an active learner, participate. So these are all things we want to make sure that we're doing. Well said. Yeah. 
Thank you. So really good. Some great takeaways from, from you both, Adam and Peggy. What session would you have liked to hear at Fancy? Or what session did you feel you missed out on from attending? So Adam, which one could have been there, but it wasn't? You didn't see it on yeah. the agenda and you would have really liked to have seen something. The only schedule challenge was the Florida Academy member reception and the NEDPG reception, which I'm a, a proud member to be of. So that's part of my other family that I didn't get to see. I did reach out to previous prior to the engagement. So I would say just that networking of those professionals and catching up with their latest geniuses in, in entrepreneurship and business communications because I want to be current and support people in what they're doing. It's, and that's where I really feel that there's a disconnect in the industry is everybody's out for themselves. And, and we really don't have that coordination that I would love to see as a leader of cohesiveness and generosity and working together in collaboration versus competition. And we're moving slowly toward it. And I want to be a catalyst for it. Yes, and you are an excellent catalyst for it, Adam. Thanks. Lisa. I think you should keep doing what you're doing. I'll drink to that. Like I always try to say to people when they think about that competition, if there's only one of you and there's only one of you saying what you're saying. So there's right. only one Adam. There's only you can only say it the way you say it. Like somebody else can maybe try to say what you're saying, but it doesn't sound like it it's not coming from you. It's not the same thing. How about for you, Peggy, what session would you have liked to hear at Fancy that you maybe missed or wasn't on the agenda? I'm definitely on the Adam bandwagon. I, <laughs> I, I'm all for collaboration well, wholeheartedly, 100%, because together we can achieve a whole lot more. What I feel just looking back, you know, and I think about it, like what, what am I working on or what I'm seeing in the industry that I felt maybe wasn't at Fancy is technology and not just like oh, I have my diet manual online or my, you know, uh, energy calculator online. It's really technology and tools to help a dietitian track their impact. I feel this is where we're still not advanced enough. So there's tools and there's things that they tell you to do, but there are no tools to help you do them. And, and this is what I mean with it. For example, when we evaluate, when, when dietitians place nasogastric tubes, there's a cost savings there. When dietitians implement a malnutrition program, there's a cost savings there. When we reduce length of stay or readmissions, like those things we have to measure. For the longest time, we've been a cost. We're an expense. Dietitian costs X amount of dollars because we need to have them for regulatory compliance. Oh yeah, to make patients feel better and you know prevent potentially a heart attack or whatever. But those are very hard to measure. And I feel in today's world we have the ability to make a measurable impact. We just don't have enough tools to really help us present that. And when when dietitians say like, oh, you know, people don't understand us and they're, you know, they don't know the value we bring It's because we haven't had a real good tool to say if the dietitian does X, the outcome is Y, the cost savings or the additional reimbursement or the, the, the deference in whatever cost for medication is this. And that's what I feel like when I look at the whole industry and at Fancy, I say we need to be more vigilant and developing tools that measure our impact and put it into either patient outcomes 
and more specifically, dollars. That's what talks, right? A CFO of a hospital wants to hear, oh, that's very nice that you talk to this person, you help them lose some weight, but what does that mean to them? And if you talk in dollars or specific outcomes that they're measured again, like those quality metrics that hospitals have to submit now, mm-hmm. that's when we can showcase in real life, in real time, this is the impact we're making. This is why you need to have more dietitians. This is why you need to pay them more because this is the value. This is your ROI. And we're not really trained or have a right tools to, to measure and share our ROI. Yes, that is a fabulous idea. And I'm hoping that maybe somebody submitted something. The deadline was yesterday because mm-hmm. that would be something I, I do agree with you, like listening to what you're saying, that was something like thinking back the agenda that wasn't on there. And that is one thing, like now we're seeing more, more dietitians that are getting into like they have process and they're in process improvement specialists or there are more positions like that where before they were only open to nurses. So I'm like, I like to see that. And I think we're making advances there, but not nearly enough. So I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, definitely showing the impact, the outcomes that would be helpful. Cause I feel like we're always like, why is there a dietitian here? You have to justify why, why your position's there. Yeah. So Morrison developed a, uh, a tool, a software that measures the impact from our malnutrition program in, in additional reimbursement, but also like, you know, other healthcare savings, such as length of stay and readmissions. And we did submit and got approved. Well, I haven't gotten approved. So we did submit something to the academy to uh, showcase how this t- particular tool and program drives value for the hospital and therefore value for the dietitian. So we submitted something. Hopefully it'll get accepted. So we'll take it from there. Yes, that is great news. Thank you for sharing that. And congratulations. Taking steps forward, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So Adam, I want to ask you to share one story that would showcase one of your experiences from Fancy. And you already kind of said a couple, but another one that you may may have not mentioned yet. So actually, I'll share with you, I had the privilege of having met three speakers prior to speaking at Fancy that were speaking at Fancy that I was able to support. And it's, that's what it's all about is supporting others and their greatness, even if you have overlaps in what you do, because that's where it's collaboration. So for me, for this entrepreneur, dietitian, it was all about the connection for other people. In essence, meeting Damon John as my personal mentor, being with Peggy at her side, just to elaborate, you know, it's been a pleasure and honor to serve as district chair. And I was always in service and I'm always in service when I'm with the Florida Academy. And then I'm always in service when I'm with the Academy. So all in all, the story ends like Cinderella's slipper. You know, (laughs) I have the golden slipper and I can't wait till the next fancy, which I'm throwing my hat in the ring to be a a participant and a speaker. So we'll leave it at that. Nice. All right. Crossing my fingers, wishing you luck on that. And your slipper. <laughs> Thanks for that analogy. <laughs> All right, Peggy, how about you? What, what will be one story that you you would like to share with us that showcases your experience from Fancy? Yeah, I had a very pleasantly surprising experience. So because that Fancy was in Florida, the Florida Academy was issued a booth and we could, you know, at the expo floor. 
which, you know, usually you have to pay for, I don't know, like the booths are around a thousand for that little 10 by 10. So we're like, oh, this is great. You know, we'll do that. And, you know, we, you have to dress the booth. You have to buy the carpet or rent it, the carpet, the tools, whatever, the chairs. And so we set out a plan like, okay, we want to talk to people about legislative issues and how to reach out to their Florida legislators to tell them about nutrition and to, you know, learning and teaching about how important nutrition is to Florida residents. We also did some recruiting for like positions, you know, if you wanted to be on the board. And there's one other thing that I feel like I'm missing. I'm nominations maybe. So you know, I haven't been to multiple of these fancies and the expos. Usually the state associations don't get a lot of visitors in, at their booth. I mean, what are you going to talk about? I'm not, I don't give out candy. I don't give out, you know, like tools or things or, you know, like samples of anything. So in my perception, based on previous experiences, I thought we would have just some casual attendants walking by and saying, oh, hi, you're with the Florida Academy. And we were so pleasantly surprised that we had so many people come up to our booth, talk to us, fill out whatever we asked them to fill out. We had a little poster, like a drop background that you can take pictures. They took pictures. It was just such a pleasant, busy experience without really any having like tool or something or, or a giveaway to, to hand out. So that was really, really pleasant. And I thought I never expected that, that we would have so many people come to our booth and talk to us and talk about, you know, Florida. And I, I think it goes back to we hadn't seen any of us in a really long time. And we were just so happy to to reconnect and, you know, get the show back on the road. That's that's what it inspired me to keep up with this. And like Adam, I will go to every fancy and every Florida Academy meeting that we have live because it's just so much fun to connect with people. Yes. And I think that's what, like, you didn't even need candy this year or any type of, like you were mentioning the candy or something to give away. Like you just were so excited just to see the actual people again and be in their space and not a zoom, like regardless of what they were giving to you, you just wanted to have that interaction. So it's a good example. (laughs) And that's nice that they had a booth. I don't remember so I remember when it was in Philadelphia, I don't think we, we ha- oh no, we did have one the last time in 2019, I remember, but it was way, way in the back. Where was where yours located? So we were closer to the posters. I, you okay. know, those are the, the ones you select are not the premium booths, of course, but um, within the 1000 level, I picked the one, you know, like further, you know, to the, to sort of the midsection. And then it was not too far from the posters. So I figured, you know, people on the way to the posters probably would pass by us. That's how I picked that booth. But yeah, I was very pleasantly surprised. A lot of people just came and said hi and talked and, you know, I met new strangers in Florida. A lot of people also (laughs) moved to Florida. So people were coming to say, well, I moved to Florida. Now, what, what do I do? Like, how do I become your member? And what do you all do? So there was a lot of newbies, Florida newbies who wanted to learn about how to connect with us, which, which is great. Very nice. It's a good example. Well, thank you for sharing that. So if you could say one bottom line takeaway for the audience, and I'll ask you first, Adam, what should they be aware of or do? What should be their call to action? Emotional intelligence, emotional intelligence of a dietitian and an entrepreneur all together because it's not discussed in our industry and it's something to look forward to in creating new relationships, new opportunities with companies, 
and really stretching ourselves out there. For our industry to grow, we have to take risks, okay? And as a field of 105 years, we are still at a slow rate. As I said, I am a catalyst and I'm here to speed it up. And one thing we can look at is how we look at each other from an emotional intelligence standpoint. It's very important. It's really primary because when we are responsible and step into responsibility for our emotional intelligence, no matter what fancy we go to, no matter what meeting we go to, no matter what company we work for, whether we own our own company, we get to stand in our power as professionals, as a source of a transformed world, as the nutrition source for optimal health, for safety, moral, and ethical considerations of the public. That's my biggest takeaway. Yes. Well, what a takeaway that is, Adam. And it was when you first mentioned it, I, I don't know if you heard me, I had a little chuckle because sitting right next to me at my desk is a book that I have. I read it before, like, I don't know, two years ago and I have to circle back to it, but it's Emotional Intelligence 2.0. <laughs> so the coincidence is very interesting and I will leave it at that. So thank you for sharing that yeah. bottom line takeaway with us. Peggy, what would you say would be your number one bottom line takeaway? First of all, Lisa, that is one of my favorite books as well. And I've actually done some, some training sessions on emotional intelligence. And being in my role as VP of Nutritional Wellness, where I see struggles in our industry with our dietitians is because they're just so gung-ho on what they need. They lack the emotional intelligence to understand that it's okay to ask for what you need, but you have to understand when you ask, how you ask, those kind of things. That emotional intelligence sometimes is just not understood. You know, it's all about me, 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 I, I, I. So love that book. And, and just to kind of, on top of that, you know, besides your emotional intelligence, I feel you just got to take ownership. And I think Adam alluded to it as well. You have to own your profession. I feel sometimes we're too passive. Maybe that's why we're moving so slow. We just want other people to solve our problems for them. And I'll gladly tell you my problems but I'm not really part of the solution. And you have to have ownership of your career within wherever you work, like Adam says, for a company or for your own company, your own business, you know, just in the advancement of the career, you have to be involved. You have to take ownership. Nothing's just going to happen, magically happen for you. And here you go. Here's a race. You know, you're so kind. You have so much value. You have to constantly fight for your own career and the profession at large. And that is by stepping up to the plate, being involved and making the change where you can. Yes. And I feel like I'm like Peggy's cheerleader in the back. Cause every time she says something, I'm like raising my hands in the air. I'm raising mine too. Well said. <laughs> okay. well said. Yes. Cause I'm hearing, make your voice heard, be right. part of the solution. And it's so true. You can't just sit back and take a passive. Like you have to be active. You have to get involved and let people know what you need. Like often we hear, oh, it's the academy. The academy needs to do this. Well, no, it's you need to be part of it. And if you don't like something, be part of the change. Exactly. I hear you. Yes. Great takeaway. Yeah. Well, thank you both for sharing all that knowledge with us. I want to end today with a fun lightning round. And these questions aren't related to fancy or anything like that. They're more related to what's coming up next week, which is Thanksgiving. And my first question is, what are you most grateful for? Adam, what would you say the answer to that would be? Well, you just pulled my heartstrings. 
So I am grateful for the dietitians that are in my world. I'm grateful for my family, my sons, my daughter, my granddaughter, and my son-in-law. I'm grateful for my neighbors, and I'm grateful for living in the United States, and I'm grateful to be part of this podcast. Thank you. Aw. <laughs> We're real grateful you're here. How about you, Peggy? What are you most grateful for? How, how do I top that, Lisa? I'm not sure. Come on, um, Peggy. <laughs> I am definitely grateful for my family, you know, and I'm I'm very grateful for my husband because I have a very busy life and he never gripes. He helps me get to where I need to go. He he helps me advance in my career. I did my MBA a few years ago and I'm telling you when they say it takes a village, it does take a village to raise your family and to to do what you need to do and my husband is a very essential piece of that. I am a corporate female leader and I have other, I know other corporate female leaders and they struggle sometimes with spouses, you know, or partners being as supportive to them as my husband is. So I know I'm a very, uh, in a very fortunate position. I picked them well and uh, we've been married <laughs> for 22 years now. So uh, almost 20, I would say not 22, 20 years. So, you know, it's important. So I'm very grateful for that because it allows me to do the things I want to do for me personally and in my career. And without that, I can only do half of what I do today. Oh, well, I hope you play this for him when it's published so he can hear all the great things you said about him. He sounds wonderful. Well, he has to listen to the end though. That's that's going to be the challenge. Will he listen to the end? I'm not sure. Well, maybe (laughs) you can just say, just listen to this part. (laughs) Fast forward. He doesn't have time because he's taking care of you, right? <laughs> so my last yeah. question is, what is your favorite Thanksgiving food? I didn't want to say dessert because you can pick anything. So your favorite Thanksgiving food, Adam? I got to go with green bean casserole. Yeah, definitely green bean casserole. Do so you look forward to having that next week then? Yes. Yes. In some way or form. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. How about you, Peggy? What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Definitely the the honey baked ham. That's my favorite part. I would just have the ham. I'd be I'd be happy. Yeah. Yes. And it's on the menu. I know. All right. Well, I hope (laughs) you both enjoy Thanksgiving. Thank you both for being on the show today and sharing your insights with us and to our audience. You're very welcome. (laughs) To our audience, thanks for listening. Please tune in again and share your comments and feedback on our site. Have a great day and enjoy a healthier lifestyle with the 411 in mind. For more nutrition content, visit consultant360.com.